today and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Uh, As I record this, this is Christmas Eve. We're right on the edge of getting ready to celebrate a great day in our calendar. Whether or not it was actually December 25th or not is really irrelevant. The fact of the matter is that a Savior has been born. And we are so, I am so grateful and so excited about sharing with you that message today. And we're going to spend just a few moments meditating on that. I have been preaching in my church from Isaiah 53, a wonderful holy of holies in the Word of God, a place where uh, it is the the, the, uh, prophecy regarding the uh, Messiah that would come some 700 years after Isaiah's prophecy is fleshed out and the details of who he was and what he came to do are very transparent there. If you get a chance, I encourage you to even meditate on that during this Christmas season. Today, I want to fast forward a few chapters from Isaiah 53 and come to Isaiah 63. And in Isaiah 63, Isaiah is in light of what was said in Isaiah 53, that a Redeemer would come who would be a substitute, a vicarious atonement, provide vicarious atonement for people. He would be our substitute for the penalty we incur because of our our sin. That the that Isaiah then fast forwards through the the uh, about ten chapters and he comes to Isaiah sixty three, what we have in Isaiah sixty three, and in that passage there is a uh, a prophetic uh, uh, telescoping into the future to look and see that this redeemer that would be born in Isaiah fifty three would one day be. Uh, Lord and King of this earth in reality. We know that he defeated Satan, that he defeated death in his ministry here on this earth and his death, burial, and resurrection. But one day he will literally be a physical uh, leader here. But there's a question that's asked in Isaiah 63 that I believe is important for us to meditate on today, and I'm going to connect a couple other passages with that. But Isaiah says in that chapter, He said, for the day of vengeance is in mine heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. And I looked, and there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore, mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury it upheld me. He says in verse 7, I will mention the loving kindnesses of the Lord, and the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us. And the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. For he said, surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their savior. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. The angel of his presence saved them. And in his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and he bare them and carried them all the days of old. Here is a reflection that Isaiah is making on God's redemptive plan throughout history. Uh, There are some people that think that the story of Christmas is actually confined to just four chapters of the Bible. Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2, right? And perhaps you've thought of that. I don't know how familiar you are with your Bible, but I want you to understand that that would be an incorrect assumption. 
the story of Christmas fills up all 1,189 chapters that are in your Bible. From beginning to end, it is the story of God's redemptive purpose to bring glory to himself uh, and by the salvation of lost, broken sinners. And so when we read the entire Bible, we read the story of an eternal, infinite, loving, holy creator God who became actual man. He took on flesh in order to die for us. He left the glories and the splendor of heaven to give us access to himself and to heaven to redeem us and save us from our sins. And of course, that's the message, is it not, that we proclaim this time of the year? I reflect on one of my favorite passages of Scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5, and a lot of people miss this passage of Scripture. But in that verse, it says, There is one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. He's the one that bridges that gap. He's the one that reconciles every human soul that will believe on his name. He's the one that will reconcile you. Uh, to your creator, to your maker. That's the good news of Christmas, that God did not leave us to languish and grope our way blindlessly and pointlessly through this life, only to fail and be eternally separated from God. But in his compassion and in his care, he extended himself in the, the most costly way possible. And he did so in the person of Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, uh, Philippians chapter two, uh, uh, chapter 2 tells us, verses uh, eight and nine. The Bible tells us that he he uh, took on the form of a servant. Uh, actually, verses five, six, and seven. You can read that. Uh, that the mind that Christ has was, was a humble mind that was willing to leave all the prerogatives of being in the very form of God, which is a spirit form in heaven, and he left all of that to be encased in the form of people that he created so that he might live amongst us, so that he might face all of our temptations and yet deal with them without sin, so that he could demonstrate that he was worthy and had credibility and authority to declare your sins forgiven if you'd simply trust in him. And that's what this is all about. He's our mediator. He came to intercede and to bridge that gap for us before God. Of all the mysteries in time and space, that I think this is the deepest mystery, the sweetest, even the richest mystery. Now, by the way, a mystery in the Bible is not something that's unknowable. A mystery in the Bible is something that's concealed in the Old Testament, but revealed in the New Testament. In God's progressive revelation, he chose to to uh, have his son appear just the right time. Galatians 4.4 4 says, In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. And, and we think of that story even today, while many will mock, many will slough it off, I think it's wonderful today for us to experience it, to enjoy it, to celebrate it, to live in its joy uh, people that don't enjoy this time of the year. And that's that's all aside from, by the way, presents and family and all those other kinds of things and the, the, the goodwill and things of that nature that people uh, will come up with, uh, heartwarming stories. The, the best story and the best event is to live in the joy of Jesus right now. 
I'll never fully be able to fathom the wonder, uh, the heights of the wonder, the width of the the love of God, the depths or the length of its duration. All I can do is say a song that we're going to be singing in our worship service. Hallelujah, what a Savior. My prayer is for you this time of the year that God will grant you the light of Christmas, the faith and the warmth of what it really means, the love and the radiance of the living God of all the universe, his purity, his righteousness, his justice, and certainly, obviously, his compassion. Uh, The truth of Christmas is all wrapped up in Jesus Christ. And I know people have colorful pins with holly and and, uh, memes on their Facebook page. It says Jesus is the reason for the season. And sometimes that can be so cliched. But you know, it's true. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, the Apostle Paul said, of whom I am chief. And I'll never get over that, that the Lord loves me. And I hope that you have that same sense of unworthiness, but at the same time, a sense of joy in what our Savior has done. God bless you as we go through this evening and anticipating the celebration tomorrow and your friends and your family. Hey, don't neglect to remind everybody in your circle of what this time is about. Sit down with your children. Read read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Remind them that it's not about getting more stuff. It's about celebrating the gifts that were given in honor of the greatest gift that was ever given in Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you and enjoy this time together and take the time to meditate on the goodness of God.